Hello and welcome to Best Self Radio with your host, Haley, coach, personal trainer, holistic nutritionist, and NLP practitioner, here to help you become the best version of yourself. Tune in each week to be educated and empowered around strength and conditioning, holistic health, and mindset development. I can't wait to help you on your journey. I'll see you inside. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Best Self Podcast. I am your host, Haley. Oops, Best Self Radio. Um, The only reason I said that is because there is like Best Self Podcast. So I had to do something different and it was Best Self with Haley James Fit before, but that name didn't resonate with me. I think I guys, I shared you guys, that with you guys. So that's why Best Self Radio. Otherwise, I would totally just be Best Self, but that's where we are. So anyway, guys, welcome back. Welcome to another episode. It's another week another podcast coming at you live. I will be really trying to get one up over the next two weeks as well. Definitely won't be weekly. We'll see how well I do there. Next week is a bit filled up and then the weekend or the week after that I'm going to be away for a bit moving my mom out to Prince Edward Island. So that's really fun and then you have some exciting things. I'm not going to say it right on here just in case no idea who listens to this but just in case anybody does and you know piece together the puzzles there's some surprises next week. So I don't want to don't want to share anything. Anyway, back to the content of the podcast today. We're going to be diving into nutrition today. I get asked daily um, at One Academy these days. Used to be obviously on Instagram, my business now at One Academy, the clients, just members there, you know, where to start with nutrition, right? Like how much to eat for my goals, um, what to be eating after workouts all of these types of kind of these questions and I'm sticking with just the basic stuff today one because that's where it's going to get you where you want to go and two I don't want to overcomplicate it so that you can understand it and you can apply stuff literally tomorrow when you're listening to this podcast start applying things that's what I think is really important is actually application obviously right if we're just learning all of this information and knowledge but we're not applying it because either it's too complicated or we're like going to wait for that perfect day we're not going to get anywhere close to our goals right so I think it's really important to just make it digestible for you guys I'm going to be focusing on the kind of the main questions that I get um, on a daily basis so that hopefully those people are either listening to this or I'm assuming since it's kind of general population that I'm getting these these questions, you guys will have them as well. So when it comes down to figuring out your macros or how much you should be eating, how much protein, fat, carbohydrates, um, how many, you know, calories that of those macronutrients are going to make up please don't jump on the internet and like find a macro calculator or anything like that. It's really important to start figuring out what your body needs. Those macro calculators, even though they do often take into like an activity level, um, you know, those types of things, it's not going to be directly relative to you because you're going to have a different set of, you know, health histories. If you've dieted in the past, if there's anything, you know, unique to you going on. So what I always suggest is starting to track. You can track a few different ways, either using my fitness pal with a bit more exact measurements, like using a food scale 
or just tracking with like an app like MyFitnessPal, using measuring cups, um, even just like eyeballing the portion sizes with kind of that hand measurements that I've chatted with before. And I can definitely leave those resources in the show notes for you guys. You can use those kinds of methods. You could also choose not to use an app like on your phone. You could food journal it out. I always think like the app is the best, um, the easiest. We all have our phones. We're using them all the time anyway. It's a huge database on there. Really easy to just search plug away and don't ever think of it. I know in the past, I know this is actually a roadblock I've had to overcome because my eating disorder pass and restrictive eating is I've kind of thought of this as a way of, you know, having a different style of eating disorder or being restrictive. Um, I really think that's, that's misguided. It's really about our mindset and our approach going into it and how I always educate my clients and I'm encouraging you to as well is it's just empowering you to be educated about what you're putting in your body and helping you reach your goals and make you feel your best. That doesn't, of course, always mean weight loss. It, you know, not a lot at all, right? That's kind of how we've been taught, but that can just be you know, getting faster in the gym, getting stronger in the gym, feeling having more energy in the gym or outside of the gym. If you're not fueling yourself correctly, especially if you are um, a very active person, which again, I'm speaking to those people because that's who I get these questions from, people that work out four plus times a week, very intensely. <laughs> you work out at One Academy, it's it's pretty hardcore. It's pretty all in, right? So those are the people that I'm speaking to with, with this topic. You don't have to just lose weight, wanting to lose weight or even re-body comp to track your macros and become educated on what you're putting in your body. I think that's kind of a basic, basic need that everyone should have. So you could even just wanting to like kind of explore and you know, your body and how it's functioning and how much it needs to mismaintain where you are, you know, that's a really great way or reason to track macros as well. So macronutrients is just that short for carbs, protein, protein, and fat. So using an app, I think it's a really amazing method to do that just because it makes it more easy. Does not mean you need to do it every waking day of your life. <laughs> it just definitely shouldn't. Um, could mean you're just using it for a little period of your time, figuring out where that is. And then, you know, just then you have more knowledge to stay within that range. Um, on your day-to-day when you're a little bit more intuitive eating. Caveat on intuitive eating. If you're intuitive eating, one, there's, you know, usually it's a bit of a mindset piece that goes into things. If you've had, you know, any start of like dieting, like yo-yo dieting history, eating disorder history, usually kind of have to go through some mindset um, work as well. But the other thing with intuitive eating is once you've kind of got to that point, your body intuitively eating is maintaining wherever your current set point is. Your set point is liable to change with some body recomposition, the reverse dieting, gaining, putting on muscle, all of that kind of stuff, which I'm not getting into in this podcast, but it could, it is, you know, liable to change has the ability to change but whatever your set point is now is where you're gonna your body is gonna intuitively eat at that might be higher macros than you need if you're wanting to lose weight and be in a deficit that might not be enough if you want to be in a slight surplus and gaining mass gaining muscle um i'm sorry i shouldn't even say mass i shouldn't have said that because i don't want women to get afraid of that gaining muscle which again 
doesn't always mean you're putting on mass doesn't even always mean you're putting on weight but you're getting stronger and you're getting more metabolically functioning which is going to help you have a more you know positive or you know a body composition that you may be craving again this might just be you it might not be you but if you're eating intuitively you might you're not gonna be either eating a surplus or a deficit you're gonna be maintaining okay now yes i think changing your workouts um, let's say you were someone who wasn't working out. Maybe you're doing like some at-home workouts or just walking and then you're headed into the gym. I know I get this a lot because things still kind of are reopening. People are finally kind of getting back into things and just feeling more comfortable coming into the gym and having more access to weights, just, you know, higher intensity, higher volume classes, kind of being surrounded by people. You're tending to push yourself maybe a little bit more. And that could be a change, just enough change in stimulus that your body may respond one way or another and your then appetite, so your intake and food may respond intuitively from that as well, right? So let's say you're having more output in your workouts, you may then be a bit hungrier, but because you are, um, you know, burning so much, putting on that, you know, having that ability, breaking down that that muscle tissue, rebuilding it in your recovery and fueling it adequately, you may actually be needing more food, eating intuitively, but there might be a body recomp that's positive to you, meaning you're putting on more muscle, you're losing some fat, fat mat, muscle is denser than fat, it weighs the same, but it's denser than fat, so it's going to take up less space in your body, you're going to get that more fit, muscular toned look that many women, many men want to achieve. So that's why even when we start working out and you're not changing your diet, you could see some changes there. And that could, it could also shift your appetite and also what your body is wanting. And this leads me into the second point with starting to discover how much you should be eating, what you should be eating. Start listening to your body a little bit more and stop listening to the Instagram headlines. Because I think this is a huge problem that we get into is we're listening to all like the top stuff that's coming up, right? Where it's like, there's one research article that says this about one food and then some influencer, a few influencers jump behind that and then we all start thinking, oh God, like I I can't have orange juice that's full of sugar, right? Or oh my God, celery juice is gonna cure everything for me. And all of those things shift, right? Within a few years of maybe another research coming out, article coming out. So really, really be your own health advocate. Really make sure that even if you're tracking macros, even if you're listening to a coach or, you know, listening to me on this, like do your own, do your own research within your like body, like listen to yourself in what feels good for you, because that's not always going to be the same for everyone else. So that's the other thing I want to just say with that um, before we kind of dive into a little bit more of when you know going off of the topic i said how to really kind of start tracking your macros all right so wanting to figure out how much you want for how many you want to eat for your goals first figure out what your goal is okay really try to dial down if it is either a strength goal so wanting to maybe put on a little bit of muscle get stronger recruit more motor neurons or is it more of a weight loss kind of conditioning cardio goal something where you are wanting to be a little bit lighter on your feet maybe it is actually wanting to like lose some fat or if it is just kind of more performance goal decide what that is 
because we are going to need to prioritize one. Now, it does not mean that if you're wanting to gain strength, you cannot lose some body fat, yet you cannot continue to work on your conditioning, that you cannot continue to be fast and athletic. Absolutely not. Like you see athletes all around you that are achieving these goals. You can also be in a deficit, have a goal of losing some fat and maintain your strength or maybe even get stronger. This is possible too, but you do need to be fueling yourself intentionally and correctly. So just make sure you can be achieving both things, but you do want to have something that you're focused on more so that that can be the priority. Okay. There does have to be a priority. And then the other thing can kind of fall beneath it where you're still taking some time to uh, work on that. Okay, so choose that priority for yourself right now and then start tracking your food. Just start tracking it over at least a week. I kind of like two weeks just because it gives you some time to kind of work out the kinks, um, figure out like how to track if you've never tracked before. So just plugging things in. Don't change anything. Don't change how you're normally eating. If you have coffee and then nothing till three, do that. Like don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to a coach if you're starting to work with a coach really just start to interpret what you what your habitats or your habitats what your habits are and how you're eating obviously i don't want you to like continue to eat that for a week because that's not going to be optimal for either goal for yourself but if that's what you're doing like the first day or two you're just like oh interesting like i'm working out mid-afternoon but i'm not refueling myself until a few hours after not optimal for either goal so just start looking at some of those habits with tracking. That's why definitely like a food journal or my fitness pal is a really, really essential in my opinion to get an overlook of how that's how you're doing things. Then like that's why I say like maybe that's more week one. Again, it kind of depends on where your your skill level and background and knowledge is if of this stuff is. But second week you're wanting to, okay, like, let's see what I'm, I'm kind of consistent, like the average of the week, I'm kind of consistently hitting 1700 calories. Now, just for the most part, no matter who you kind of are, if you're an active individual, that is on the lower end. Um, if you are, again, maybe if you're in like a deficit and a cut, but that's not usually where we kind of want to start something. So just look at that. Again, I'm not going to get nuanced into everything right here on a podcast. That's not something I could do here. If you are interested and need a little bit more guidance, I do offer that um, through Haley James Performance. And then we're trying to work on something at One Academy, which is super exciting. So get some more knowledge, uh, get some more help on that if you want. But just see where your average is, right? See where your average is, see where your goal is, and then see what's happening in your body. Are you getting stronger in your workouts? That's why it's so important to track them, right? Are you getting more functionally fit? Are you being able to, you know, run faster? Whatever it is like you're tracking. Like I know at our gym, right, we do classes. They come around every week or so so that you can see if you're getting more condition and you're getting faster in that workout. You are being able to track your strength, see if you're getting stronger in those workouts. Of course, then if you have a personal trainer, they're going to help you do that as well. Track, see how you're doing. Then also, of course, if it's a body composition ball, be taking photos, be taking weight, taking measurements, maybe putting on a pair of jeans every single you know week or every other week. See how it's fitting. See what's changing in your body. Takes, excuse me, take some photos. I think I said that, but super important to be doing that regularly so you can see yourself changing. Are the macros you on working for you or not? Do you need to increase them a little bit? Do you maybe need to bring them down? Again, there is some nuance there if you are 
really like or if you're sitting kind of low calorie um there is some nuance there where we might need to reverse diet you because if you are still in a place your body set point is not where you want because you've had some diet history and you're a bit metabolically slowed you might need to do that but again i can't really get into that in this that's not this topic but that might be an option but let's say you're eating you know a lot of calories and you want to lose some fat that's pretty easy right we're just going to cut some of those calories off right maybe we'll add in another conditioning workout if you're not doing right we're going to tip that scale right so our energy expenditure is bigger than our energy intake um, or vice versa right so that's kind of what we want to do the other thing with very active individuals especially if you are wanting to Actually, no, I'm just going to leave it at very active individuals. It's for all goals, really looking at that protein intake. And that's when we can first look at, right? Protein and then overall calorie consumption and not get too into it with the fats and, and carbs right off the bat. Making sure you're having 20 to 30 grams of protein in every single meal, you know, three to five meals, depending on probably around more like, you know, four meals, maybe with a protein shake or something like that, because we do want to make sure you're, intaking enough protein so your body has enough to do all its daily functions that it needs to do right that rdi is just like that kind of maintenance but if you're an active individual wanting to gain weight rebody comp even lose weight because protein is more metabolic you're gonna want to increase that protein number and make sure you're having more than the rdi which is going to be around 0.8 to 1.2 grams per body for a pound of body weight Okay, again, there is a little bit of nuance around, but that's pretty pretty standard across the board that you're gonna wanna be intaking, increasing it, hitting around that 20 to 30 grams per meal, having it spaced out throughout the day. Protein is the one thing that is not stored in the body, not like fat and protein. So we wanna keep that consistent pool for optimal results. Excuse me, for optimal results. Okay, so those are a few things there. Last topic I want to get into today is just our pre and post workout nutrition. A lot of people ask me about this too. Pre workout team, I don't really like sometimes if I'm doing more of like a conditioning workout, I obviously don't want to have a full stomach. So I won't have like a full meal. But when I have oat milk in my coffee, I at least have a quarter cup. So like that's a decent little chunk of <laughs> uh, carbs and fats in there. Obviously, it's not anything like a meal, but it's going to be like three to four grams of fat, and it's gonna be, you know, 10 to 15 grams of protein. Um, the other thing is I always have greens in the morning with usually some orange juice, so that's gonna have a little bit of carbs and some bone broth, so that's gonna have protein. Um, not obviously like a complete amino acid profile, but it is something, right? I would not strength train on that though. I would not go into a strength training workout where I have a goal of putting on of, of gaining muscle like that like of getting stronger that's just not something i would do because it's just like you know running your car your high performance car without oil and without gas and not without a tune-up right it's just not it's just not optimal and i'm here to be we're here to be the best versions of ourselves right which is optimally performing in and out of the gym so i would always eat some carbs and protein a little bit of fat within you know two hours to 30 minutes before i work out depending on kind of where that is for you, <clears throat> excuse me, it can be a bit smaller of a thing if it is early in the morning, but I really do suggest that. Just notice how different you perform. You might need to spend a little time to kind of figure out what that is. Then after your workouts, guys, within you know half an hour to maximum two hours, we are getting in a good bolus of protein, so 20 to 30 grams, and good 
carbs. Again, I would say 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrates. That can vary for people, but getting those in, you can have a little bit of fat in there too, but that's not what we want to emphasize because fat slows the absorption of those things. And again, we're trying to just refuel our glycogen stores and our um, and rebuilding our muscles with those pro- with the protein. Okay, is important for you to get carbs in there too. Otherwise, if some of the protein is going to be used to restore the glycogen, and that's just not a good use of its time. So that's what I would say post-workout. And then again, optimizing the protein. Like have, again, if I'm speaking to a woman, like at, at least 100, usually it's like around 100 and, excuse me, sorry about that, something caught my throat. Um, but at least, you know, 100, 150 grams, depending on, you know, your activity level and your size and all of that. But I really, that's what I see. I see very, very big under eating in protein. And that's the biggest one I see to change. And people are like, oh my God, I can't do that. Like I'm going to, all I'm going to be eating is protein. Then I'm like, okay, like let's see that then. And okay, maybe it's going to keep you fuller. So you're not going to be snacking on many processed foods and stuff you don't need to reach your goals and feel your best. Second, I think last thing, last thing I'm going to say today there are no like good or bad foods, right? You can kind of figure out what works for you. Don't think like, okay, I have to eat celery because it's detox freaking gem. Don't think I can't eat orange juice because it's full sugar. None of this shit, okay? However, food is supposed to be in, for the most part, in a whole food form, okay? So yes, like I consume protein powder. Yes, I consume these like delicious Rice Krispie treats, but the ingredients are purer, less ingredients, right? I understand everything on the back of the label. I mean, especially something like the protein powder. I use grass-fed cows. You know, it has a digestive enzyme in there to help digest it you know the treats that I have are always going to be something you know more on the organic scale or the local less processed I understand every single ingredient in there I there's no colorants and all these additives and things like that again that is my personal choice that is how I feel my best I have done my research I didn't just listen to my mom I was raised very healthy but I didn't just listen to her I did do my own body research of starting to intake some of those foods I feel like absolute garbage. It can be mental, maybe, but in my opinion, you know, eating those things with colorants and just lots of additives, you know, refined oils, processed sugars, um, lots of artificial sweeteners, I don't feel good on those things. I also don't feel good on gluten. I don't feel good on um, cow's dairy. So I don't consume those things, right? I don't care if an article came out tomorrow saying gluten was the best thing in the world. I wouldn't be consuming it, right? So it's really important for you to start listening to your body on those things as well. But, But I believe, you know, wholeheartedly, food for the most part should be eaten in its whole food source. Think about how when you're, you know, if you're able to ever in your life be able to go out and like pick food from the garden, get your meat from the local farmer, your milk, your eggs. Like if you've been able to experience that, you know the joy that it brings and how much better you feel. Um, so try to emulate that in your life. You know, farmer's markets are starting here in Ontario. I'm so excited. I know I'm going to feel so much better because the quality of my food is going to be higher. The quality of that cucumber is higher than the one I get in the grocery store. It is. 
right? It doesn't have the transport time. It's higher in nutrients because it's been picked picked closer to when you're able to consume it. Um, all of these things matter, right? And I've talked about this in other things, other podcasts. I can definitely go back more into like nutrient quality, um, all of that, or you know, food quality and nutrient levels. But just think about that stuff too, because that stuff does matter and how much energy we have, how good we're feeling, our balance, you know, hormones, our gut health, how we're sleeping, our stress levels, and our performance in the gym, and how our metabolism is going to respond to that and either lose some weight for us if that's our goal or help us gain some muscle and, and you know, increase your performance, whatever that goal is for us. That shit matters too. Those micronutrients really, really matter as well. Um, so the other thing you can do once you've nailed your nutrition is start looking into supplements a little bit, but I really suggest nailing your nutrition first, really feeling good about what you're eating on a daily basis. And that doesn't have to mean that I think it's good or that your friend or, you know, that the, you know, fitness guru on Instagram thinks it's good or what they eat, right? If you feel good about it and you're like, yeah, I'm killing my workouts, I'm refueling myself, like, don't question that. Like, that's the other thing I see my clients do all the time is they question themselves because they think that I'm either going to be mad at them or that someone else is going to be or that they're, you know, they're not doing it right because it's not perfect or whatever it is. Like, don't question that. If you're feeling good, if you're sleeping well, you're managing your stress, you're performing well in the gym, you're liking how your body's looking, you're putting in the work, you're proud of who you are every day. Like, there's nothing more you can ask for. So I'm getting on a rant now, but I really... That really pisses me off because <laughs> I know it is just sometimes we can pick up our phone and we look at that and we can start to compare. I don't think comparison's bad, but make sure you like, make sure you're in control of your emotions and reactions when you are looking at other people and kind of like comparing yourself. Like make sure you're in control and you have like, you know, body autonomy, right? Um, so that's all for today, guys. I hope that was really helpful. Let me know if you have any questions, if you're interested in coaching or any sort of help that I can give you, definitely reach out to me over on Instagram. That is where I um, am most active, so I can hit you up on there if you send me a DM. If you're an O1 Academy peep, hit me up at the gym always. I'm always there to help you guys reach your goals. So, so happy for you for tuning in for another episode of Best Self Radio. Such a pleasure to have you guys on the show. I'm definitely going to try to jump on in the next two weeks. If not, though, I'll see you guys in May, which is crazy. April is already flying by. It's my birthday next week in one week. Whoop, whoop. I love my birthday. I hope I never lose that even as I tick, tick up in those numbers, but... It's just a good time. Spring in general. It's good vibes. Good vibes. So yeah, let me know too, like what, what are your goals? I would love to know your goals over on Instagram. Like what are you guys working towards? Is it more fitness? Like I feel, I feel like for me, mine was like body composition for a while, like wanting to like lose weight, recomp, recomp. And now like all I care about is like my performance in the gym. Like I just want to be like fast and efficient and athletic and like it's super fun and I know that's like bread from one academy's culture which I'm super grateful um definitely want to like tone up again you know <laughs> for summer I'm definitely one of those peeps don't worry I'm, you're not alone if that's you as well um but there's so many other things as well um that kind of are tied into to, into that goal for me so that's exciting and I would love to know what your guys' goals are that's all for today, guys. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon.